Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Fridays gonna have you listening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn. Season three, episode four. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, writer, podcaster, and all-around movie lover. And my name is Tajiana, a.k.a. Taj, actress, filmmaker, and teaching artist from the Bay Area, lover of Black stories, Black narratives, and Black everything. Welcome back, y'all. Uh, uh, uh. One month in, ooh. Ooh, ooh, one month then. Ah, 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 ah. Ooh, ooh. Mm. Ah, 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 ah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. yes four yes, weeks. Yes. Four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. Four weeks. A mess. We have fun, y'all. We have fun. We just need to do live episodes at this point. We need to because they need to see how live we get. <clears throat> live. Whoa. Oh, she didn't hit the whoa. <laughs> You guys are missing out. I'm sad. Yes. Speaking of live, we're going all the way live. Um, talking about music, films yep. that have a spectacular soundtrack. This is saved by the soundtrack, y'all. Seriously. Oh, yeah. So good. We all know that music can make or break a movie, and it helps make a movie special, unique, all the more worthwhile with a good song. A proper soundtrack can elevate a storyline and fill a scene. So, Personally, think music is just as important as dialogue in film, and I'm biased because I'm a singer. But oh yeah, I mean that's how I feel. I feel like I mean, period. <laughs> Go stream Chelsea J Music. What are you doing? Spotify, Apple Music. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> have she dropped my mentions, y'all? That's it. That's real. That's real. <laughs> Run it up. <laughs> Run it up. <laughs> we need the audience to follow the account. <laughs> like. <laughs> We need the audience to stream the song. <laughs> this is just it. We need support, to stream. Your, support your people, you guys. <laughs> it's not that hard. Come on, yeah. Even if you've listened to the song ten times, just play their album while you go to sleep. Just yes. Thank you know, you. that's fine. what y'all need to do. That's our PSA. Um, <laughs> for real, Mo Better Blues is a great example of uh, like a jazz vinyl record that comes to life. You know, the melodies are colored with gorgeous strokes and painted by Denzel Washington and color corrected and directed by Spike Lee. So it's a great movie. Um, that has amazing, amazing music. So good. Um, so here are the films that I think have no skips. <laughs> okay. I can't. <laughs> Her and these puns. And you know, she's geeked because she is a singer. So it's just all, all of it. All of it. I'm so ready. Singer songwriter Microsoft. Um, <laughs> first up is Romeo and Juliet 1996. It's available on Hulu to rent and stream, directed by Baz Luhrmann. Um, <laughs> Leo, I still love you. Um, <laughs> if you're if you hear this, um, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening, hi. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> so anyway, we all know the story of Romeo and Juliet, of course. It was very popular in grade school literature class. I mean, everyone had to read this play by William Shakespeare. So in this updated modern retelling, 
The Capulets and the Montagues, of course, are two rival gangs in Verona Beach. Juliet, played by Claire Danes, is attending a costume ball thrown by her parents. Her father, um, Fulgencio Capulet, played by Paul Servino, has arranged her marriage to the Boorish Paris, played by Paul Rudd, and as part of a strategic uh, investment plan. So, Romeo, played by Leonardo DiCaprio, <laughs> a.k.a. Bay, attends... Beloved. <laughs> my beloved. Attends the masked ball, and he and Juliet fall in love. Love at first sight. The music is divine in this movie. I mean, one of my favorite scenes is the elevator uh, scene when they're making out. Um, it's right before the pool scene when he sneaks up later after the party ends and he, you know, professes his love to her. And they're in the elevator kissing and it's set to Kissing You by Desiree. And I love that song. Or the wedding scene when they get married with the boys choir singing Everybody's Free. Um, Prince's song When Doves Cries in the soundtrack. You got Love Fool by the Cardigans when um, he's letting the nurse know that he is for real. And this isn't just like a play thing. Like he's in love with this girl and he wants to make, you know, her his beloved. It's so sweet. Um, it gives you such a rush of feels to match with this kind of chaotic aesthetic, just the way that it's shot and the way that it's filmed. You know, Baz is known for that in his movies, just being kind of like chaotic and like, like, of course, there's a plot and he follows you know the formula but the way the shots are haggard sometimes the way the character's mind works you can kind of see that also in his work in Moulin Rouge or The Great Gatsby 2013 also starring Leonardo DiCaprio so you know check that out listen to the soundtrack second film I love this movie the theme song slaps he's like all my life (laughs) What's <laughs> about it? Uh-huh-huh. Waiting for someone. So good. Paul Westerberg. So this is Singles. Came out in 92. It was directed by Cameron Crowe, who also directed one of my favorite music movies, Almost Famous. And it's available on Amazon Prime to rent. Set in Seattle during the era of 90s grunge music. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, the lives and relationships of a group of young people who follow them among them are a waitress and aspiring architect janet played by bridget fonda who finds herself obsessed with bad boy musician cliff played by matt dillon then you have linda played by kira sedgwick who is an emotionally fragile environmentalist on the lookout for love and steve played by campbell scott is a quintessential nice guy you know he's just nice that's he's just you know he's steve (laughs) um this movie (laughs) is still to me, it's like a well-connected quilt embroidering the characters together in a sweet way, kind of like Gary Marshall films like Valentine's Day or Mother's Day and, you know, stuff like that. Or how he's just not that into you, kind of like weaves all these characters together. So the soundtrack is 90s grunge heavy with a lot of Pearl Jam, Paul Westerberg, Chris Cornell, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, to name a few. I have a side of me that listens to a lot of 90s grunge, you know, you put on some Eve's Plum wearing my Doc Martens in flannel, listening to Buffalo Tom, just vibrating. <laughs> That's just, yeah. If y'all Love didn't it. know, now you know. My last film I'm going to talk about this week. <sighs> I talked about this last season, but I don't care. I'm going to talk about it again because now I'm talking about the soundtrack. A Star is Born, 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Taj is like, good God. She talked about this movie 50, 11 times. It's okay. It's- fine because i've <laughs> talked about hana at least two million times i love a star is born 
It's available on HBO Max if you want to check that out, if you haven't already. Directed by Bradley Cooper. So this is based on not one, but two other remakes. One starring Judy Garland in 1937 and the other by legendary Barbara Streisand in 1976 with Chris Christopherson. So a seasoned musician, Jackson Maine, played by Bradley Cooper, discovers and falls in love with struggling artist Allie, played by Lady Gaga. She's just about given up on her dream to make it big as a singer until Jackson coaxes her into the spotlight. But even as Allie's career takes off, the personal side of the relationship is breaking down. Jackson has a lot of demons. He has a lot of inner turmoil. And but Allie is totally ride or die for him. The soundtrack is so beautiful. My favorite songs in the soundtrack have to be Shallow, Look What I Found, but I especially, especially love Always Remember Us This Way. It's such a beautiful song. Um, the heartbreaking end of the movie always wrecks me, but it really captures the essence of road life, the ups and downs of dating a musician with a tortured past. You feel for Allie, and Lady Gaga was just exceptional. She won the Oscar for Best Original Song at the 2019 Academy Awards. So those are my movies that have amazing, amazing soundtracks. So check those out. Taj, you let me know what yours are. Oh, yeah, baby. Man, I'm so excited. Um, oh my gosh. Who should I start with? <laughs> okay. We're going to start with the trash one. No, I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> you guys, Midsummer. <laughs> I finally watched this movie. It's been out for like a year. Um, oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm about to talk about this film. <sighs> you guys, if you don't know, um, this film is a folk horror. What even genre is that? Uh, it's a folk horror film <laughs> written and directed by Ari Oster, um, who also, uh, you know, you guys know him from Hereditary. Um, and so this film is about a couple, right? They're a couple. They travel to Sweden. They visit their friend's rural hometown for its fabled midsummer festival. But what begins as this retreat thing quickly <laughs> evolves into an increasingly violent and bizarre competition at the hands of a pagan cult. Mm. Y'all. Okay. Film- the, the thing is, the beginning, the, the beginning of Midsommar, what got me was, like, the intro, you know? And, like, just, like, the, with her sister and, like, that pain and grief. I wanted to turn it off. I wanted to turn it off. And just me watching this film, I was in this state of being where I was just like, what is this? Um, And it wasn't because I do like experimental film. I do like stuff that is different um, or just fresh things that we haven't seen before. And this was very fresh. But I felt like I just couldn't follow, like I couldn't keep up. Um, it was so much to take in. So it wasn't my cup of tea per se, but it was definitely interesting to watch. It was really weird. It was weird. But it was more weird than like a horror movie. I went in thinking Midsommar was going to be like a horror movie, but it was more like... I thought movie. it was going to be horror. It definitely... Yeah. I thought it was going to be more thriller than horror, but I thought it was going to be more so that realm than just like, oh, this is just like this like folk film that is like just going to be weird. I mean, you could kind of tell that from the trailer that it was going to be very unique, 
but I just don't know what they were trying to accomplish with this film. Um, And I feel like, you know, sometimes films don't always have to have this, you know, grandiose message or whatever the heck, like it could just be like, this is the story. And I think that that's what it was. It's like, you know, I'm writing this story about this and then this is what they do. And then this is what happens, especially you have an established writer director, you know, um, and it's just like, you know, at the end her smiling because like everyone that she loves is like gone. I mean, I feel like they could have named that movie, oh, but they, but that wasn't even her. Th- I don't want to spoil it. I feel like but that wasn't even her though, because she was <laughs> not herself. No, so, I mean, I know she wasn't herself, but I mean, they could have called the movie "My Boyfriend Sucks." <laughs> that would have been funny. <laughs> my boyfriend, you guys, the worst. I think that was the worst scene I've ever seen with my own two eyes. Was when her boyfriend. I can't say it out loud. I mean, I could, but I won't. But just you guys, I, of course, this is an A24 distributed film. Like, it's just so, you know, A24, you got Ari, my gosh. They really just did this in a way that is just so beyond, you know, I mean, and I'm glad that they um, released it, though, um, July of last year um, by way of A24, and they released it in Sweden, um, of course. Um, So that was really sweet as well. I love when people do that. They're able to actually release the film um, where it's supposed to be based, um, especially if you didn't get to film, you know, in locations there. I think that that's great. Um, But... You know, a lot of a lot of positive praise um, in regards to the story, in regards to um, Florence Pugh's uh, Florence Pugh's performance. Um, there is many other people um, in this project who I felt like I felt like I saw them in a in a different light or in a light that was just like I don't know. She did that though. This performance. She did what she had to do. The emotions were running rampant. So um, the film soundtrack, though, I felt like I stayed engaged and stayed entranced because the music aided the the plot and what they were trying to do. Um, and the, the soundtrack um, is very, you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's like a, it's the, the composer is a British composer, um, Bobby Krillick. Um, I think his stage name is the Hicks and Cloak. Um, and he's known for, you know, dark and spooky instrumentals. So his whole thing with this piece was just like having it composed to where it's like, you know, loom, like looming, you know, and it's, complimenting that you know visual of being in the daylight of this Scandinavian countryside so I thought he did a beautiful job in terms of matching the music with the with the visuals like it definitely aided and took me into this different world that I I didn't even know where I was I was like what is this so I thought that it was very very you know how it was like oh this is like a cult you know like I felt like the the music was like this is like a cult, you know, like it matched. So I was just like, okay, you know, this is weird, but you know, everything lines up. This is like a cult, you know, this is like a cult, you know. (laughs) 
Here she goes. She's already oh, writing. Agree. No. <laughs> it, it was like it, I totally get what you're saying there. I mean, it just was so sense. so weird. Um, yeah. but, but I definitely think that the music helped carry me through in terms of like staying engaged and like you know heightening those moments and keeping me you know trying to stay with the story and what was going on. So I appreciated that. Um, I will never watch that film again. I don't have the brain capacity to. I wish that I never had watched it, but I was never planning on watching it, but I ended up doing so anyways. Oh my God. Um, but anyways, watch it if you want to. Moving on to one of my favorite films ever. Oh my gosh, you guys. My little sister has made me watch this movie at least five times. And it's Us, directed and written by Jordan Peele. The GOAT. Starring Lupita Nyong'o, Winston Duke, Elizabeth Moss, and Tim Heidecker. Wow. Love it. So if you're not familiar with the film, um, you will know now because I'm about to tell you. So um, there is a family. um, And Adelaide Wilson, played by Lupita, is the lead. And she has her husband, her son, and her daughter. Um, and they go to this beachfront, uh, beachfront home where she grew up as a child and she becomes haunted by, um, she, she's haunted by this traumatic experience from the past. And so as Adelaide grows up, she increasingly gets concerned about something bad happening to her. And so her worst fears soon become a reality when four masked strangers descend upon the house. Yes, descend upon the house forcing um, the Wilsons into a fight for survival. And when the masks come off, the family is horrified to learn that each attacker takes the appearance of one of them. And I feel like I understood what was happening more in the the underlying message of what Jordan is trying to um, communicate to us. Um, there is when a- they were all in red jumpsuits talking about we are America. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> that didn't make no sense. You gotta watch, you know, I know there's people who, didn't like the movie. There's people on social media saying, you know, it was trash. It didn't make any sense. The ending was stupid. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> All these things. But I was like, I'm feeling it. Like, Jordan is a magical genius. Like, he literally is a genius because I can never listen to, I got five on it, the same ever again. Because you messed it up. It's kind of like how you liken it to how Ryan Coogler always works with his friend from USC, uh, Ludwig. And mm-hmm. did like Black Panther and some stuff on Fruitville and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah, that I, I like I like the team building though. I like because yeah. you're building you're building a brand and you're building a, a specificity and uniqueness to your work. So when people see the film, they're like, "Yep, that's Jordan." They hear the music, they're like, eh, "Yep, that's that's something mm-hmm. that Jordan's doing." Like you know, uh, who composed that? Probably Michael. Like you know, you get it, it's familiar, and I love that. Um, and he yeah. is really smart like I said he's really a genius because he's leaving a mark on you you know so every time you know I got five on it comes up on the radio you know I'm thinking about his film which is like that's just an iconic you're literally entering people's brain waves against their will kind of weird you know you kind of ruining songs but like you're making an impact so I'm proud of you there's that through line there that's what's um cool about how music can elevate a story Mm -hmm. and give it that life that, you know, exactly if it needs it, you know, so that's what makes everything. Lastly, one of my favorite films ever. I say that about every movie. Oh my gosh. 
Um, but this is Panic Room. And uh, I feel like a lot of people didn't like this movie either. And the more it's I watched so it. Like, I love Jodie Foster and like. Love it. Jodie Foster and Kristen Stewart. Right, young Kristen. Man. So good. Yeah. yeah. I just thought it was great. Um, and for those of you who haven't seen the film, it's on Hulu. Um, but it's essentially about um, this mother, a mother and a daughter played by obviously Jodie Foster and young Kristen Stewart. And they're trapped in their New York Brownstones panic room, which is essentially a hidden chamber built as a sanctuary in the event of break-ins. So she's newly divorced, Meg Altman and um, her daughter, Sarah. They play a deadly game of cat and mouse with three intruders. Um, Burnham, played by Forrest Whitaker. Raul, played by Dwight Joachim and Junior, played by Jared Leto, during a brutal home invasion. But the room itself is the focal point because that's what the intruders really want. They want what's inside of that room. I just thought of it, Jared Leto, because he's oh yeah, Mars, yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. So real. Like I know people didn't like the film, but it's one of my favorites alone, just for the cinematography and how that it's always on, and like you can watch it. Yes, on Prime, I think too. I saw it recently. It's so good. I don't know why people. I just feel like it's underrated. Like I feel like the cinematography is so good because there's so many ways that you can show that story. Like another one is um, the Holiday has really great scores, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's a love song. And then of course Jack Black plays a character who does film scoring who falls in love with Kate Winslet. But like, there's yeah, it's always good when the music helps gives a suspense especially with that type of movie kind of like us like you need exactly that surprise element you have to have you know the percussion you got to have everybody like playing the violin and then they stop and then they continue like you gotta you have to have all those elements it just makes it so much more strong Mm -hmm. of of a story so i really appreciated what they did with that film still one of my favorites till this day um just a very unique story and just all in one location but just the suspense you know mm. it's so good um and it's a different type of a story I feel like it was very fresh um maybe it was maybe it was ahead of its time I don't know but um I feel like it was yeah it was um man it's just so good um and a great cast too um the story was just on point but uh yeah those are my films please go watch and stream them and also listen to the soundtracks on spotify or um i think amazon music as well or wherever you can yeah find- spotify amazon music apple music you guys can hear soundtracks to i feel like they should all be on there like wherever music is you know yeah you have to search and see which one is on which but they're yeah. out there stream them listen to them while you're writing i highly recommend um and definitely uh yeah watch the films first and then listen to the soundtrack by itself (laughs) yeah and i don't watch midsummer though but only if you want to we are the muses anyway no (laughs) the freaking ritual (laughs) i hate that movie (laughs) so was it was like very like wow this is crazy and then i watched it again and this time i watched it with my sister and she's like you watched it twice yeah and she's all like are you crazy <laughs> girl i watch all kind of movies i've my sister's obsessed with the like, horror stuff so and i don't really like that stuff like, 
I've seen Hereditary twice, so I've seen all that, you know, all that stuff. I haven't even, look, like, I'm, I don't mess with Have you seen Drag Me to Hell? No, I don't mess okay. with it. No, I rebuke. Anyway. <laughs> I just watched the trailers and I'm like, that's nice. My sister's like, oh, that's not surprising at all. And she called everything. She's like, oh, what? They're just going to jump off because they're old, jump off the cliff. And then she's like, oh, what? Oh, they're going to use the mallet. Oh, that's nice, I guess. She's like, mm, kind of old. It's been done. I was like, who am I sitting Where? Who am I living with? Have you been watching? She's like, oh, it's been done. Mm, the mallet, I guess. She was so unimpressed. I was like, <laughs> I'm over here shaking in my boots, and she's just, she's just like, mm, we no, love her. Yeah, because she watches all that stuff all the time. So, you know, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> A mess. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Um, tune in next week for our special, The Long and Short of It. We will be discussing short films. A it's a collaboration. Um, this is going to be a special two-part event, and we're also going to be highlighting actors and filmmakers with some special guests. So tune in next. Oh yeah, baby! Next couple weeks is going to be really, really fun. Feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop. Follow us on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. And you can follow me at Tajiana Okechuku on Instagram and at Tajiana Tweets on Twitter. Yes. All one word, all lowercase. Follow us. Hit us up. Please. Slide in those DMs. Yes. Yes. Like, comment, subscribe. And press the bell to get our post notifications. Yes. Because apparently a YouTube channel and not a podcast. Anyways, yeah, <laughs> don't put up with me. I'll cancel myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. I will see you all next week. Bye.